0: The views and opinions expressed here are those of the host and do not reflect the official policy or position of Anchor.fm nor its affiliates. Any content provided by our writers, authors, bloggers are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. the show starts in 10, nine, eight, seven, six. Welcome everyone to the Clark Connection Podcast. I'm your podcast host, Walt Clark, and we're in our second season. We look forward to you listening and certainly look forward to hearing from you. Wherever you are in this great, big, beautiful world, we hope that we can touch your heart, inspire your mind, and speak to your soul on this journey called life and help make the road smoother. So if you're ready, let's get to it. Clark Connection Podcast, where we talk about what we talk about. Walt Clark on the Clark Connection Podcast, and as you know, I always try to bring guests that are going to influence, inform, and inspire us, and believe me today, this is no exception at all. I've known of him for many years. Uh, those of you that know me, no, I grew up in gospel music, so I followed gospel music for a very long time. And this young man's name has been in the industry in gospel music for many, many years. I know him best as the founder of the. I want to make sure I get this right, Carlton Burgess School of Music. uh
1: he did it real good. <laughs> good, good, good.
0: But following yeah. him, following him on uh, Instagram mostly, and and on Facebook, his students Amen. range, you know, yeah. in, in age, not just young students. And these these students are very very talented and gifted. And there's yeah. something about the way he brings that out of them. You can see their improvement over over time. And he's also an author, and we're going to talk about a couple of other things, but let me welcome to Clark Connection Podcast, Brother Carlton
1: Burgess. Thank you, Brother Walt. I should say Reverend Bishop Walt. (laughs) (laughs) I want to get all of that right, you know, (laughs) because I don't want to get in trouble. Thank you for the great opportunity to be on with you today and talk to all of the people who love you, and support you. Well, I
0: appreciate that, and, and I appreciate you taking the time to come and be with us. Kind of start us off, and we were just talking before we came on, about where your journey started.
1: Well, I think you are right on it when you said taking lessons or studying music. My mom, who, uh, is still with us, 80-year-old or to her age, so I can't tell her to listen to this but she employed a brother by the name of Milton Bigham Mm. to be my gospel piano teacher when I was around 11 or 12 years old and that's what got it started Uh, Milton Bigham came to my house or I I went over to his apartment we both grew up in Florida in Tampa Bay area and I would learn a gospel song per week and my mom Mm. would pay him my dad would pay him and that's how I got started. And he became the leader of the Gospel Music Workshop local chapter in Tampa. So because he was my teacher, I went to rehearsal and became a member. And that started my uh, whole life career, just that connection with Milton Bigham. Wow.
0: And and for those that don't know, Milton Bigham is one of the largest names in gospel music, especially during the... Uh, what we call the Mass Choir era. Um, right. And he have Yes.
1: Mississippi Mass. Greatest songwriter. And probably one of Gospel's premier producers for a long yes. time. Yes. Yes.
0: Now, from from there, what kind of inspired you and in, to take this journey, this particular journey, where I'm sure... You had other opportunities, but, but you stayed in gospel. What kind of, I guess, I guess drove you in that direction?
1: Well, you know, I think that's a very good question because I've never been asked that. Uh, I never really was offered anything serious in R&B because mm-hmm. it, I, I, w- I wouldn't have thought of anything other than gospel music. Because early on, I, I figured I learned that I had a calling on my life, you know. That it was more than the music. It was a ministry. You know, Arthur Jones, who was also a leader. Yes. And Milton Biddle made it clear to us, even as young people, that this was not just a vocation, but this was a calling. This was a ministry. And we served God through our music ministry. Right. I think that's what kept me on, you know, believing that God would supply all the money that I needed, all the things that I needed, Stayed right there in gospel and that's great.
0: You know, growing up in in our age range, uh, I think we had some of the best as far as yeah. veteran musicians, teachers, educators. You know, to guide us along because there were different ethics then, right? You know, Absolutely. we we were kind of closer to the to the to the coming of uh, what we know as gospel music now. What what changes have you seen behind the scenes that kind of, now I don't want to take, I don't want to put it in negative light, but kind of concern you as, as far as, oh. you know, gospel music or music period?
1: Well, you know, I think that from even as a teenager, I've seen, I used to tell people I've seen too much. Mm-hmm. Traveling on the road with gospel singers, it's not going to always be Sunday school. Or it's not going to be beat to you all the time. People are right. people, and we have our weaknesses. We have our problems. We have our issues. But, you know, because of God's grace, I can't yes. look down and say anything other than look beyond our faults and sees our needs. And, you know, and he's been doing that, and he continues to do that. I've seen people drink and whatever, but get up there and testify, mm-hmm. and twenty thousand people get saved. You know, it's yeah. not us. It's not the instrument. It's the message that we give that that is unblemished, and that's the power behind it. But you know, you got to realize that it's not you. It's God. Right.
0: Now, recently, and and I want you to, I really want you to share this. Uh, recently, you've had some health challenges you're working through those just yes. kind of, you know, give us some insight and in how you've been dealing with that and how you're, how you're feeling, not just physically, but how okay. has it affected you mentally? How has it affected you spiritually?
1: Wow. That's another show. <laughs> yeah, <have> got to bring <laughs> me back on to talk about <laughs> the, the mental issues and, Yeah, mental issues in church because a lot of us don't like to talk about the mental issues that come along with the illnesses, things that we deal with. You know, we have a we don't like to talk about that. You know, we want to keep that to yourself. But anyway, two or three years ago, I was finally diagnosed. I'm gonna say finally because they believed that I had been carrying Parkinson's for a long time, but did not know and was undiagnosed. I was diagnosed with Parkinson's and you know right away I I wasn't really depressed or sad. I was happy to finally find out what was going on, you know, with my body, and be able to find the right medication, the right doctors, and I did, you know. And I praise the Lord that I'm living. I went through some tremendous body things that you know Mm -hmm. I thought should be out. Even the doctors are amazed at my progress. But because of God first, he's Mm. he's my number one doctor. And, of course, I have great physicians that give us the greatest medicine out there, you know, for this time and age. And a combination of all that and prayer, you know, and having a real prayer life and the word of God is my strength. And having good relationships and prayer partners, I'm able to stand and still minister. I play on Sundays still sing, I'm still writing and I'm still involved in ministry. Of course I can't do what I used to do. But the anointing is still here.
0: And you and I kind of share uh that yep. that health challenge thing. I'm just now kind of getting back but when yep. you uh when you mentioned the the men- the mental part of it if if, if people have never been through it they don't understand it all. You know, sometimes, bless my mother's heart, she's 92. You know, sometimes the the pain in my body is so intense. She'll say, I know how you feel. My hand, and I'm saying to myself, you have no idea. I And I understand her compassion, but at the same time, and I don't think people are being mean or insensitive. Uh, I think they're trying to I'm g- I'm going to say connect uh, with us, you know, in a sympathetic way, the mental aspect, you know, of us. And yeah, that that's a that's another show we'll we'll, we'll definitely
1: deal with that. Right. Yeah, we, we, Bird, we have to do a, uh-huh. we have to do a a series on that. Okay, I, I really believe that the saints are not getting uh, all the teachings they need to get on the mental aspect. Yes, of sickness. Because sickness will take your self-esteem away.
0: It will. It
1: it will have you believing that you are nothing and nobody. And that you don't have a reason to live. And we know who that is. We won't even call his name. But it's not only demons, but it's it's strongholds. And some of those strongholds have been taught by the people in the church. Yes. You know, that have us all wrapped up, believing that we're sick and going through this because it's something we did or something that we're mm-hmm. doing. you know, it, It's real deep, but I praise the Lord that I found out once again in a real way that I have power and authority over my life. I'm seated in heavenly places and heavenly places don't have illnesses, depression and all of those things that right. keep us from being a witness to the Lord. Those heavenly places empower us to still stand and say I'm broken, but I'm not down, and I'm not. It's not over. Yes, yes.
0: That's there's we. That, we don't want to take off going that way because we'll, <laughs> we'll never. I know that's right. Way. I know that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, tell us about I. I am. I am. Is excited about Burger School of Music. As if I'm a student or a teacher there, and I know you've got one of my my, my favorite people <laughs>
1: mm. yes mr Mr Armando
0: um, Armando Bickham <laughs> I'm so used to calling it Armando I had I wanted to be proper and appropriate, but mr Armando bickham and and when I watch your students and watch how they interact, and then watch how they grow. Kind of give us a little background on how, and you've got locations both in Tampa and Washington, D.C.
1: Well, I I don't have the D.C. I had to pull back for a while. Okay. here to get back out there and open some satellites in different churches at this time. Okay. I'll let you know more about that when I come back. Yeah, but absolutely. You know what I love about it? It's not me. It's a team effort from the beginning. Good. We have people that are violin teachers, that are drum teachers, that are voice teachers, and we're all there to help people learn how to give God praise to, with excellence in their musical. And we've been doing it for 21 years. We've been, wow, we've had a lot of students. We have small amounts, but we still there. We're like churches, you know. We, we are there for the people to come and learn, and then go out and teach, organize yeah. orchestras. I've had students on the Voice make like the top ten at the Voice. You know, I, I have students that are, are uh, professional music teachers now, are ministers of music of praising worship. Wow, music. I have recording artists. That I I, I want to share, you know, and they're black, they're white. I have a couple, Justin and uh, Bonnie from Brooksville, Florida, that have an exploding worship and praise ministry. And I took mm. her as a 15 year old student and taught her to play, you know, something. Wow. So it, it's always exciting because I just believe that this is the way that God has called me to serve him, and that is to teach excellence to this musician. It's V-Bites, as we call
0: it. <laughs> Man, that, that is magnificent. You've just published a book, uh, Carlson Burgers, I think song it's book. the songbook.
1: Right, uh, right.
0: We, we want to know about that, and how do we
1: get it? Great. The songbook covers 12 songs that I've written over the many years from the first one that I wrote that was recorded by the Gospel Music Workshop. To others, like I'm not afraid. That won a Grammy mm-hmm. for Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. To music that I've taught in church, I had a men's choir that sang T T B B, and I, I have a, some music in there for male courses. And it's all can be found uh, at IntimeMusic.com exclusively right now on time. And it's not spelled like N-I-N. It's just the letter N, small case, lower case, time. We all know how to spell time.com. And you can find it there. Pick it up. It'll be a blessing to you. Really bless your musician. Wonderful Thanksgiving Christmas gift.
0: And this is really important because both of us are on social media a lot. And we always hear musicians calling for, you know, choir music new choir music right. or whatever the case may be so this is a good resource ministers and music uh, yeah. choir directors this is a good source of choir music because you know we're still feeling the effect of you know the covid shutdown and everything mm-hmm. and so we you know when you come back you do want something fresh you do want something exciting and so this is a good resource to use the Carlton Burgess uh, music book. So you need song book. So you need to make sure that you go and get that.
1: Uh can I, can Carl- I say one thing that I really oh, yes. in my mind about the book. One song yes. in there I wrote many years ago, but this song was the last song that Reverend James Cleveland and the Southern California choir, the one that recorded with Aretha Franklin sang at the gospel music workshop. And that song is in the book. I was so blessed to be sitting in the audience as a 24-year-old young songwriter, and he starts singing one of my songs, and it's called After the Rain, Sun Will Shine Again. That's it's, it's right. Getting, it, it's, it's historical for me, and this is how I leave my legacy.
0: That's right. I I remember. Like I said, I'm, I've been following you a lot. <laughs> A long time, little bits and pieces. That's
1: Thirty years, yeah. That's, man, years. yes,
0: man, that is amazing, But Carlton. Thank you so much, man, for coming by. And we're we're going to come back together again because there'll be some other things that we want to talk you about, so much. and and yeah. you know, kind of give people as much influence and inspiration as we can. So thank you again, and we will certainly be looking. For forward to more conversations in the future absolutely thanks again that's all we have time for on this episode but we'll have more very soon if you don't mind follow us on twitter and instagram right there at it's me wc one it's me wc and the number one all one word you can also email us at walkcartmusic at gmail.com With ideas, suggestions, comments, and yes, criticisms, we welcome it all. Thanks for listening. And wherever you are in the world, wherever you may be in life, we pray peace, productivity, and prosperity over your life.
1: When I smoke weed, I get lost in the music. I like to isolate each instrument. The rhythmic bass, the harmonies on the piano, the sticky melody. Someone crossing the street. Sorry, I, I didn't see him there. If you feel different, you drive different. Don't drive high. It's dangerous and illegal everywhere. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.